0: But can I teach you differently? It's all about being a cheerful giver. And so I would rather that you ask yourself this question, what value do I place on my God? What value do I place on the ministry? What value do I place in my faith? And from that place, see what God says and then give in in that way from a cheerful heart. Is that all right? So ushers, if you can make your way through, don't hurt any of the children and um, we'll take up an offering in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the money that's about to be received. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that we would continue to be not just good, but faithful stewards, sensitive stewards to you and your voice and your word, that you would continue to lead us, Lord God. Father, in all that we do in this church and in this community, we pray. Amen. So we're about to have... A baptism, So Trevor, I'm going to hand it over to you to start with, and we're going to move, if the guys want to come forward, whoever, and we'll move some of these boards out the way, that would be good. Excuse us for
1: a minute. Thank you, Andrew, by the way. Sandra just told me this is the only time you're allowed to dress in church how you feel like you want to dress. This isn't how I feel like I want to dress, all right? This is not normal me. And I figure the um, I figure the tumble turn at the end of the pool is going to be a bit difficult, so we won't do that. All right. I um... <laughs> that was that was close. <laughs> we 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 nearly had somebody else in the water. <laughs> you know, times of baptism are. As Sally just said about about Sandra, it's time that we draw a line in the sand. We draw a line in the sand to say, I've chosen to follow Jesus. But you know, Sandra chose to do that years ago. And I've known Sandra ever since she's been in Australia pretty much. And she chose to follow Jesus years ago. And she came to me, she came to us a little while back and said she really wanted to get baptised and I went, yeah okay, didn't think much of it and then as I've been reading I've realised what it was all about and by the way she came to us in April and said I want to get baptised but not now because it's too cold. And so all through winter we kept saying next week and she'd go no, 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 not no. So a couple of weeks ago when we got that really first burst of sunshine she said now, now and I went you beauty, let's do that, let's do now. This is in the book of Acts, Acts 8 verse 12 it says but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God In the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptised. Senna's been coming to church with us here for about two years, two and a half years. She's been listening to Pastor Andrew and Pastor Mel and others talk about the things of God. Preach about the things of God. Tell us about Christ. And she's come to that place for herself where... When she believed the things that Pastor Andrew and Pastor Mel have been saying, when she believed it for herself, that the things of God were for her, this was the only step. It wasn't a decision that somebody else made for her. It was something she chose for herself. I know there are other people in this room who were thinking, what about me? Do I, do I need to do this? Is this something I should be doing? Let God talk to you. Let, I, can, I can tell you, I can tell every one of you, you should be here lining up, big queue out the door, lining up, and I'll baptise every one of you. Whether you've been baptised six or seven times before, I don't care. I just, come on, let's get it done. But that's not what it's about. It's about your heart. As today, it's about Senham's heart. See, Jesus came to John the Baptist and said, I want to get baptised. He said, it's not for me to baptise you. And he said, but it's to show the people. And he is the lead. He's our guide in all things. As he shows us what it is we should be doing, yeah. this is a demonstration. It's not, on, on sentence part, it's not an acceptance of Christ because he's done that. She has a full belief, a full trust, a full understanding. But today she's saying, I'm going to show you, you mongrel, wherever you are. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you because my God is stronger than any of this. And today she will be baptised in the name of Jesus.
0: It's gotta got be Wolf. <laughs>
1: her love Christ. It's not an acceptance of Christ in her life because she's already done that. Today I stand here and I will baptise her in water in the name of the Father and the name of the Son.
0: Um, so I saw over you um, Jesus putting that coat of many colours that he put on Joseph, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's chosen, it's, it's purely you. It's not a coat that anyone else has ever seen before, but it's beautiful. And c- with it comes authority. So I speak over you in your authority, in who you are. It's that, I love that. I had one word and I was about to ask, can anyone build on this because it's just one word and it was radiance. Radiant and radiance and then you shared that. It's awesome.
2: Said and I don't know you but um, God said you're blessed among women that you've been lost in a crowd in the past but that you'll be raised as a shining beacon to those who know you and to those who have yet to know you you are blessed and chosen and loved by an almighty god that has known you from the beginning even though you haven't even before you were conceived he knew you and he has a plan something that you don't even think you're worthy of but he has a plan that's greater than you greater than you're imagining and he will woo you like a lover woos a beloved tenderly and gently but with power yeah. you are a woman among women
0: oh, so good. <laughs> how good is that
1: Senham lives with my daughter Josie, sitting over there, and her son Claude and their family. At home she's called Daga, which is big sister. Okay? From, I've felt this for some time now. In this house Senham's begin to, going to become mother. Mother to all. Not just some of us, but all of us because she sees all of us through the power that just just preached, prophesied, and through the honour that is given by God. We will see you differently, and we will honour you differently, because you're one of us. Bless you, darling.
0: told you they wouldn't want to get out. It's really nice and warm in there. (laughs) There's something really special and exciting when people are getting baptised, isn't there? remember when i got baptized how old was i i was about 20 could have been 21 actually i was slimmer then (laughs) it's true i was (laughs) but i remember coming out of the baptismal water and it it sounds strange i just felt lighter i don't know that like i just felt lighter my daughter sarah tells a story where she came out and she was just feeling happy The boys are doing a great job, aren't they? Amen. Thank you. Can we put our hands together again for Sinan while she's getting changed? We'll pray for a little bit later, but Mel, can you come and bring us a word in Jesus' name?
3: Amen. How is everyone? We've had a busy morning, haven't we? Do we need to, like, get up and high-five someone, shake it all about? Do we need to, like, have a stretch? High-five someone, hug someone, stretch your legs, say hello to someone you've never met before, just... God's good, isn't he? It's going to be a good morning. Ally Morgan is in the house, which is awesome because she's amazing. She had surgery just a few days ago, but she is just such a champion for Jesus that she's here this morning. So we love you, Al. You're amazing. <laughs> I blackmailed her. <laughs> no, God's good, isn't he? All right, why don't we, um, let's pray. We thank you for this morning, God. We thank you that you are a life-changing God. We thank you that one encounter and one moment with you can change us forever. So I thank you for divine appointments this morning. I thank you for encounters with you. I thank you for revealing of truth, God. I thank you that you're going to change us forever, God. We don't come to church just to come to church, but we come to be transformed. We come to meet with you, God. We come to have truth revealed. And um, I thank you that you're going to do all of that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My boys love spending time with their dad. They love it. They long for it. They hang out for it. They just love spending time with their dad, and it brings out the best in them. When my boys spend time with their dad... They just love it, they flourish, they are just so, so happy. So um, once or twice a year I normally go away for a day or two just to have some stop, rest time, to have some God time, just to have time for me and God, just to hang out, to get refreshed. And so going is not always an easy thing because my boys can become quite dramatic about me leaving for a day or two. They can act like the world's going to end. This is just going to so disastrous. Don't know how it could possibly survive without you. And, um, and then I go. And do you know what happens? I go and they're really happy. They actually love spending time with their dad. I call while I'm away. And, um, and when I call while I'm away, they actually don't want to talk to me. They won't even come to the phone because they're just having the best time with their dad. They're, they're having a ball. They're not interested in talking to mum because they're just having way too much fun with dad, and, um, which is great because it actually enables me to be able to relax and just enjoy my time away and enjoy my time with God, knowing that my boys are so content, knowing that they're just peaceful, knowing that they're joyful, knowing that they're just loving that time with dad enables me to be able to do that and when I come back from being away, although I would hate to admit it, <laughs> my boys are probably the happiest, the most content, the most well-behaved, um, they're, they're just flourishing, they are just loving life because they have loved That time that they just had with their dad. They've totally, totally loved that. They love their time with me and I'm their mum and I have a role and they love their time with dad. It just causes them to to flourish. So I want to suggest this morning that our life source and our ability to flourish in life, our ability to be peaceful, our ability to be joyful, our ability to be content... Actually comes from sitting with the Father. Actually comes from spending time with Daddy. Just comes from hanging out with our Heavenly Father. Because He's our life source, yeah? There's something that happens when we spend time with Daddy. Now I want to explain something this morning because I know the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're with us all the time, yeah? We've been having these conversations lately We're in the Jiggy Jiggy Bam Bam. We all know, don't we? But in case you don't, we'll do it again. Laurie, can you come up? I need some volunteers. Pastor Andrew, do you want to come up? Trevor, can you come up, please? So just if anyone's missed it, we'll show you. So we have... You can be the Holy Spirit. (laughs) We have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit, okay? So this is the Trinity. This is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And if we call ourselves Christians, if we have received Jesus into our life, we're actually a part of this. So the Father, Son, Holy Spirit are the Trinity. And they're in perfect relationship with one another perfect relationship they have this beautiful relationship they are completely united there is unconditional love just flowing all over the place they are, in, you know, <laughs> they are in perfect love they're in perfect peace and me if you've received Jesus if you're a Christian you're in this yeah so when I walk over here then the Trinity walks With me, should we go for a run? Would that be fun? (laughs) Should we just do a couple of k's while we're at it? No. (laughs) And then when I walk over here, the Trinity is still with me, yeah. So when I walk down here, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—they're with me, right? They're with me. They never leave me. Okay, they never leave me. Wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever's happening in my world, they're with me. Yeah. So it's the same with you. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit—they never leave you. They never, ever leave you. So this is the jiggy, jiggy, bam, bam, and you're in it. Okay. If you call yourself a Christian, you're in it, and you're in in it, and in it. You're in it. They don't go anywhere. They don't leave you. This is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, good. You can... um, (laughs) Okay, I'm going up here now. Do you want to come with me? (laughs) And they have... The Father, Son, Holy Spirit have this beautiful relationship. They have this amazing relationship. There is perfect love. There is perfect peace. There is perfect unity. And we are in the midst of that. And the reason Jesus died for us, the reason Jesus bled for us, the reason Jesus suffered for us is because the beauty of that relationship, the unity of that relationship, the unconditional love of that relationship. God wanted us to live in that. He wanted us to walk in that. He wanted us to talk in that. He wanted us to act in that. He wanted, wherever we went, for us to experience that love. He wanted us to know that unconditional love. He wanted us to know that peace. He wanted us to know that unity. He wanted, he wanted us to know what perfection looks like working together, yeah? So we're in that. We're in that all the time. That doesn't change, okay? Okay? doesn't change doesn't go anywhere we're always in that and that was the gift of jesus that was actually the gift of jesus that he placed us in the trinity that he placed us with the father son and holy spirit that was the gift of jesus that nothing that no circumstance that no situation that nothing going on in our world that no place that we went that nothing that we did would ever separate us from that love amen I know I've shared before Romans eight thirty eight to thirty nine, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. I want you to listen to that again. Nor anything else in all creation, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God. There is nothing in all creation that can separate us from his love. There is nothing created that can separate us from the love of God. That's phenomenal. That's why we're in the Jiggy Jiggy Bam Bam. That's why the father son holy spirit does not go anywhere does not leave us does not change his mind does not stop loving us because nothing in all creation can separate us from that love that's amazing isn't it yeah that is amazing but there is something that happens when we sit at the father's feet there is something happens when we're just still and we spend time with daddy the Trinity doesn't change, okay? Psalm 46 verse 10 says, "Be still and know that I am God." Let me read it again. Psalm 46:10 says, "Be still and know that I am God." because when we rush and we rush and we rush and we rush through life, Because life can be a rush, can't it? Life can be so busy. Life can be so crazy. The demands can be never-ending. When we rush and rush and rush, we don't lose God's love. We actually never lose God's love. We never lose our relationship with the Trinity. But sometimes we actually lose sight of who we truly are. We don't lose our identity. We don't lose our position with God. We don't not become a son. We don't not become a daughter. But we can actually forget who we truly are. We never stop becoming anything. We never, ever, ever stop becoming anything. But sometimes we forget. We forget who we are. We forget who we are. And we forget who God is. Because life's busy, isn't it? Life is busy. If, is life busy for you? Yeah? Put your hands up if life's busy. Is life busy? Life is crazy, isn't it? And does life just seem to get busier? Because everybody, everybody I talk to, life is busy. Life is pressured. Life is frantic. The life seems to get busier and busier and busier. And the demands seem to get crazier and crazier and crazier, don't they? Life, just, life gets busier. It does. But you know what? There was a reason that God said be still and know that I am God. There was a reason he said be still because God understood that life would be busy. God understood every pressure and every demand and every bit of time and energy your life would require. So God said be still And know that I am God. Because God knew the way (laughs) that if we're going to live out who we truly are, if we're actually going to live out our true identity, if we're actually going to believe who we are and live it out, we need to be still. Yeah? We actually need to sit with the Father. We need to know who God is and we need to know who we are. Because when we run round so crazy and so busy and so pressured, we don't ever stop becoming anything. We don't stop being God's beloved. We don't stop being loved by God. We don't stop becoming sons. We don't stop becoming daughters. We don't stop becoming his children that he is madly in love with. None of that stops happening, but we forget. We actually forget the truth, yeah? We forget whose we are. We forget who we are and we forget whose we are. And we start believing stuff. We start believing lies. We start believing we're useless. We actually start believing that we're not worthy. We start believing that we're not valuable. We start believing that we're not radically loved. We actually start believing that we're rejected. We start believing that we're lonely. We start believing that no one loves us. We actually start listening to lies We start believing we're failures. We start believing that we don't have what it takes. We start believing that nobody can love us. We start believing rubbish. We start believing rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Lies, lies, lies. We do. We believe lies. We believe rubbish. That's what's happening. So number one is that we start listening to lies. And number two is we start believing them, yeah? we start believing them about ourselves and we start believing them about other people. Because just because you feel ordinary actually doesn't mean you are. And just because you're having a tough week and you feel really unworthy doesn't actually mean you're unworthy. Just because you feel unlovable doesn't actually make you unlovable. Because that is not the truth, is it? Yeah? Because you're his treasured possession, you're his son. You're his daughter. You're adored. He's proud of you. He's like super, super proud of you. He's madly in love with you. Do you know what? I love my kids. Like I love my kids and I love my kids and then I love my kids some more, right? I love my kids. I love my kids so bad. I love my kids more than I thought I could ever love anyone in my whole life. Like I love my kids. Do you know what they have to do for that? Do you know what they have to do for me to love them like that? No, do you know? Nothing. Nothing. They actually have to do nothing for me to love them like that. Do you know I'm proud of them? Like they wake up in the morning and I go, do you know what? I'm so proud of you. Like seriously, I'm so proud of you and I am. I am genuinely so proud of them. And do you know what they had to do for me to be proud of them? Nothing. 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 I just love them like crazy. I adore them. I'm so proud of them. That's how God feels about us. That's the truth about us. That's the truth. That he loves us and he loves us and then he loves us. And do you know what you have to do for that? Nothing. And that he's proud of you and he's proud of you and he's proud of you. And you know what you have to do for that? Nothing. How awesome is that? How freeing is that? How beautiful is that? That we are extravagantly loved and we don't have to do anything for it. That's kind of cool, isn't it? That's why Jesus paid the price. That's why Jesus shed his blood. That's why Jesus gave it all because he wanted us to know the radical love of the Father. Yeah? John 14 verse 12 says, Very truly I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Let me read it to you again. Who believes the Bible is true? Is the Bible true? Does God just make stuff up for like the fun of it? Or is it like the perfect word of God? Is it the truth of God? Because the Bible says... God says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. Did you hear that? If you believe in God, you're going to do the works that Jesus has been doing. That's kind of radical, isn't it? That's kind of freaky. I think we read that and we overlook that. I think we read that and we think, oh, I don't know. I don't know what we think about that. Do we think about that? Because it says... Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Do you know what the only thing is that will stop you from doing that? Do you know what the only thing is that will stop you from doing that? Is if you forget who you are is if you forget who you are and whose you are, yeah? Because this stuff is ours. This stuff is ours. The jiggy, jiggy, bam, bam, that's ours. If I feel ordinary, still mine. If I'm having a really bad day, it's still mine. If I'm having the best week I've ever had of my life, still mine. If I was just the worst wife that God ever created, still mine. (laughs) You know, if I just got road rage, still mine, still mine, still mine. This is our truth. These are our promises forever, forever, forever. Yeah? The Trinity is ours. It's never that we stop becoming anything It's just that we stop believing it. We never stop becoming anything. Never, ever, ever stop becoming anything. We just stop believing who we are. So my question is, what are you believing today? What are you believing about you? What are you believing about God? What are you believing? What are you believing about the church? What are you believing because the key to believing the truth, the key to living in the truth, the key to living out the truth is sitting at the Father's feet, spending time with Daddy. It's being still and just spending time with the Father. Amen. Amen. And for all of us, that's going to look different. And you know what? That's totally okay. In fact, that's really, really cool that every one of us connect with God in totally different ways. Because I'm not here to tell you how to do it. I'm not going to give you like a three-step process. All I know is if you spend time with the Father, if you make time for the Father, if you take time out to sit with the Father, if you're still, you're going to know who He is. You're going to know who you are and you're going to know who He is. And the truth is going to dictate your life and not the rubbish and not the lies. But for all of us, that's going to look different. For me, it can be going for a run. And talking to God the whole time I run. And I could have the best time, the most amazing time. I'm running, I'm talking to God, he's talking to me, he's showing me pictures, you know, while I'm on the treadmill. And I'm having this amazing encounter with God while I'm running. Other times it can be when I've got worship music on and I just sit on the couch In other moments, I'm just reading the Word of God and something just jumps out at me and the truth changes my life. But for all of us, it's different. My husband loves to drive and worship with his eyes open. (laughs) He does. He loves. He loves going for long drives. He just loves that because he just worships the whole time. He has amazing time with God. For all of us, it looks different. It's just about spending time with the Father. My boys love spending time with their dad. They love it, like love it, love it, love it. Sometimes they play the Wii. Sometimes we play Monopoly. Sometimes we play Guess Who? That's our latest new game. that we had to buy a second time because the first one got destroyed. (laughs) Sometimes it's kicking the footy. It's playing cricket. It's going to the beach. Like it doesn't always look the same. Yeah, and do you know what, my son Nathan, if you try and sit him on a couch and have a conversation with him, do you know what you're going to get out of him? Nothing. Nothing. But if you go kick the footy with him, if you go kick the footy with him, you're going to have the best, deeper, meaningful, you're going to find out more about his life, you're going to find out more about what's happening in his world as you kick the footy with him because that's how you connect with Nathan. Yeah? So it doesn't look the same for all of us. However you connect with God, that's cool. That's your way to connect with God. That's your way to meet with the Father. It's not about how you do it. It's just that we do it. Yeah? Amen. It's the sitting that stops us believing the lies and enables us to believe the truth. And you can't believe what God says about you unless you can be still and let him tell you, yeah? Being still allows us to hear his voice clearly. Enables us to hear his voice among so many voices happening in our world because there can be a lot of voices going on in our world. There can be a lot of voices. There can be a lot of people. There can be a lot of opinions. There can be stuff just going everywhere. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear God's voice. I want to be tuned in to hear what God's saying. I want to hear God's voice about above everything else. I want to hear God's voice. I want to see the way God sees. You know, I I want to tune in to what the Father's saying. Do you know Why? Because God's voice is the voice of truth. There's a lot of other voices happening in your world. There can be a lot of other voices going on in your in your circumstances. But God's voice is actually the voice of truth. Yeah? God's voice is the voice of truth. John 14, 16 to 17 says, And I will ask the Father, And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit, yeah? So the Holy Spirit is the one that never leaves us. Wherever we go, he's there, yeah? The Holy Spirit. For he lives with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit lives in us and he will be with us forever. So when you sit with daddy, do you know what voice you're hearing? The Holy Spirit. When you sit with the father, the Holy Spirit truth is being spoken into your life. The truth of God, the promises of God, the the opinions of God, the way God sees things, the way God views things, the way God understands things. When you sit with God, when you make time with the Father, the spirit of truth is there with you, revealing things, giving you answers for your life, speaking truth into your world, speaking the truth about who you are, speaking the truth about he, who he is. Yeah? Yeah? When we sit at the Father's feet, when we spend time with the Trinity, their truth becomes our truth. Yeah, And we stop believing the rubbish And when we stop believing the rubbish We actually really start to discover who we are we, got, we start to discover who we really, really are Who God has created us to be Who God says we are And who He is So I want to encourage you to sit at the Father's feet Spend time with Him Hang out with Him Believe you're a son. Believe you're a daughter. Be overwhelmed by the greatness of his love for you. See what he thinks about you. Actually sit with him and let him show you. Years and years ago, I, I sat with God and he showed me Psalm 139. And I just sat with God and God showed me who I was. God showed me how he felt about me. God showed me what he thought about me. Because before that, I was just listening to lies. Before that, I was just listening to rubbish. But I actually just took the time to sit with the Father. And you know what he did? He revealed truth. Because the spirit of truth is always with us. The spirit of truth always wants to speak. The spirit of truth always wants to reveal. We just have to take the time to listen. It's not that God goes anywhere, but it's that there is so many voices and so much busyness and so many pressures that if we don't take the time to listen to his voice, we're going to hear the wrong voice. Yeah? Amen. So cultivate. Cultivate a lifestyle of sitting with him. Cultivate a lifestyle of spending time with him because God does not want us to just survive. God does not want us to just scrape through. God does not want us just making it. God wants us thriving. God wants us loving life. God wants us flourishing. God wants us bearing fruit that is life changing. God wants us doing what Jesus did and even greater. That's what God wants. He wants us doing what Jesus did, but even greater. But you know what? If we're listening to lies, there is no way we're going to do anything that Jesus did because the lies are crippling us. The lies are overwhelming us. The lies are robbing us of everything God has for our lives. We're so busy listening to the lies. We're so busy getting our head done in by the lies. We're so busy fighting the lies that we're totally missing who we are in God, yeah? Because the enemy he loves to do that. He loves to lie to you. He loves to fill your head with rubbish. He loves to try and steal your identity. He loves to try and convince you you're somebody that you're not because he knows you're a son. He knows you're a daughter. He knows the Bible says you're going to do what Jesus did and greater. He knows that. So he's going to try and rob that from you. He's going to try and steal that from you. But when you sit with the father, he speaks truth. When you sit with the Father, He reveals truth. When you sit with the Father, He reminds you of who they are and not what everybody else says about who you are. When you sit with the Father, He sets you free, yeah? That's what God does. Don't be a doubter. Be a world changer. Don't be a doubter. Be a world changer because you're created to be a world changer. Did Jesus change the world? Did Jesus change the world? Because that scripture says, and we believe the Bible, that we'll do what he did and greater. Did Jesus change the world? Yes, so you're a world changer. You are destined to be a world changer. You are destined to change your world. That's what God says. That's not my opinion. That's not what I think. That's what God says. That's what the Jiggy Jiggy Bam Bam says. That's what the spirit of truth says about you. You're a world changer. You're a world changer. You are a world changer. That is your destiny in Jesus' name. That's why God created you. That's why he needed you together. That's why he put stuff in you that he didn't put in anybody else. That's why you're one of a kind because you're a world changer. Yeah? And what does the enemy have us believing? Oh, my gosh. The rubbish that he puts in our head that we're failures, that we can't get it right, that nobody loves us, cares about us, that we're rejected, that we're unlovable. The garbage that he puts in our head because he knows we're world changers. He knows you're a world changer, Penny. He knows that. That's what God says about you. That's what God believes about you. He's like, Penny is a world changer. So the enemy goes, well, I'm going to try and get her real busy believing rubbish. I'm going to get her real busy believing lies so she never discovers who she truly is. Yeah, that's what he says. It's true, isn't it? Laurie, you're a world changer. You are a world changer. You are the most amazing man of God. You are phenomenal. I look at you and I am overwhelmed by just the goodness of God about how loving you are, that you just serve and serve and serve, that you are full of love and grace for people, that you are doing all the things that are unseen that nobody sees and you never even ask for acknowledgement. And you're changing the world, yeah? You are changing the world. But the enemy, yeah. Come on, let's believe it, because we're world changes. We're actually world changes. We're destiny changes. We're atmosphere changes. We're city changes. We're nation changes. That's actually who we are. That's who you are. God's so awesome. He's so awesome. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the truth will set you free. Yeah? If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. So, do you know what that means? That means there's nothing that binds you, there's nothing that's holding you back, there's nothing that can contain you. Yeah? If the sun sets, you're free. Because you know what? Sometimes we think we're bound to stuff. Sometimes we think we're bound to stuff. But God says we're free. God says we're free. Yeah? God says we're free from worry. God says we're free from anxiety. God says we're free from alcohol. God says we're free from drug addiction. You know, God says we're free from loneliness, free from pain, free from insecurity, free from brokenness, free from food addictions. You know, free. God says that we're free. He says we're free, but the enemy tries to say, you know what, you're not really free. You think you're free, but you're not really free. You're not really free from that. You're not really free from that. And he actually tries to convince us that stuff still has a hold on us when we're free. Because we're free, yeah? If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. That means you're free from everything. Free from everything. Free from everything. That's pretty awesome, yeah? That's pretty amazing. We're free, free, free. Free from sickness, free from pain, free from bitterness, free from unforgiveness, free from rejection. We are free, free, free. Yeah Amen And that's the kind of truth When you sit with the father That's the kind of truth When you spend time with daddy That he's going to remind you of He's going to say you know what you're free You know that stuff that you think Has got you bound You're free You know that stuff that you think is holding you back You're free You know that stuff that makes you feel like crap You're free you know those lies that try and deceive you? You're free because the you don't have to listen to lies. The spirit of truth lives in you. Every time you sit with Papa, he's going to speak truth. Every time you sit with the Father, he's going to pour truth into your life. That's what the Father does, yeah, because he is in perfect union. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit are in perfect union. They work so perfectly together. They work so beautifully together. They're in perfect unity. They're in perfect love. God wanted to gift us with that. He wanted us to actually know what the perfect relationship could look like. So to say no, you actually have to say no to something to say yes to God. You actually have to say no to something to say yes to the Father. Every decision we make, if we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to something else, aren't we? So we actually have to say no sometimes to say yes to God. And I've kind of been saying no a little bit. I still say yes a lot. I still do a lot of things God wants me to do. I still give of myself. I still love. I still do all of those things. But sometimes I say no because God has, got, God has reminded me, sit with me. Sit with me. Sit at my feet. Let me speak truth. Let me change your life. Let me pour love into you. Let me show you who you are. Let me remind you of who you are. Because we actually have to make a decision to spend time with him. It's not just going to happen. If you don't plan it, it's probably not going to happen. If you don't make a decision to sit with the father, it's not really going to happen. You kind of have to do it. You know, my husband has to book tickets to take my son to the AFL. They're going to go watch a footy match. He actually has to go buy tickets and he has to put it in our diary and he has to make sure that nothing else gets booked so he can take my son to go see the football. If he doesn't do that, if he doesn't plan that, if he doesn't buy those tickets, if he doesn't put that in our diary, we're just going to get busy doing something else. They're never going to go to that AFL match. They're never going to see the Bulldogs get smashed. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. <laughs> so, we actually have to buy the tickets. We actually have to schedule the time in our diary. We actually have to make time to sit with the Father because otherwise it just won't happen. And you'll get busy and you'll get busy and you'll get busy and the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is still here. They're still with you. You, you, you are still a son or daughter You are still radically loved You are still created for greatness You're still a world changer But you're just forgetting Yeah You're just forgetting Because you're just listening to the wrong stuff Because if we're not listening to God Then we're listening to rubbish If we're not listening to the spirit of truth Then we're listening to lies That's how it works <clears throat> And I reckon God is calling us into greatness You know God is calling us into greatness and he's saying, sit with me. Just spend time with me. Take time out to be with me because I want to reveal truth. I want to reveal truth to you. I want to show you who you are. I want to release you to be a world changer. I want to release you to be who I've created you to be. I want you to know you're a son. I want you to know you've got to do nothing to be totally loved by me. Nothing. If you want to do something and you're compelled to do something, that's awesome. But we should do it out of a revelation of how loved we are, yeah? Because when we do it out of a revelation of how loved we are, when we do it out of a revelation that we're a son and a daughter, that's actually what sustains us. Because we do it out of sitting with him. Then we have an overflow. If we sit with the Father listen to his voice and he tells us to do something, then we're always operating out of an overflow of his love, yeah? Because if we don't sit, we're probably going to get tossed, yeah? Because the wind's alive. <clears throat> James 1 verse 6 says, The person who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So, if we don't see it, we're going to get tossed. (laughs) We're going to get tossed here. We're going to get tossed there. We're going to get blown here. We're going to get blown there. It's going to be really exhausting. We're going to hang out with someone negative. We're going to become negative. We're going to hang out with someone positive. And we're having an awesome day. We're going to hang out with someone that's critical. We're going to become critical. We're going to hang out with someone who hates the church. We're going to start hating the church. We're going to hang out with somebody that loves the church. We're going to start loving the church. We're just going to get blown and tossed here, there, and everywhere, yeah? Because when we doubt, we just get blown. But when we sit with truth, we're rock solid. When we sit with truth, we're unshakable. When we sit with truth, the winds come, Oh, they come. Oh, my gosh, they come. But we just sit because we've got truth. We sit with truth. We live with the truth. We are covered in truth. We are sitting with Papa. We're sitting with the Father. It doesn't matter what's blowing our way. It doesn't matter what's blowing because we're sitting with the Father. We are rock solid. We cannot be shaken. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. I'm almost done. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Do you know you're actually not naturally going to think like God? This is like a revelation. You're actually not naturally going to think like God. You're not. You're not going to think like God thinks. You're not naturally going to do that because God's ways aren't our ways. You're not going to naturally think like God thinks or do like God does. You're actually not naturally going to do that. That's not naturally going to flow out of you. But when you sit with the Father, when you sit with the Father, God's ways become your ways. God's truth becomes your truth. Yeah? But it's not going to happen naturally. It's actually not going to happen naturally because his ways aren't our ways. But the more we sit with the Father, the more his ways become our ways. The more we sit at the Father's feet, the more we see through his eyes, the more we hear through his, his ears, the more we act through his hands, yeah? The more time we spend with him, the more we see from his perspective and not ours. And when, um, when God gave me this message, he showed me this really cool picture and um, and there was this beautiful tree, like a beautiful tree. So I was on my treadmill. So this is my God time. I was on my treadmill and I was running and I was having this great chat with God. And then God started to speak to me and he showed me a tree. He showed me this beautiful tree, this beautiful big tree. And so I saw the tree being formed and then I saw leaves and there was green leaves. It was this beautiful, beautiful big tree covered in... In green leaves, just green leaves everywhere. It was so green, and it was so beautiful. And um, he showed me that that's what happens when we sit at his feet. There was green leaves everywhere. There was beauty. There was. Um, it was just beautiful. It was such a beautiful tree. And then on that tree, there was all kinds of different fruit. There were different colors, and different shapes, and different flavors. And, um, but they were all on the one tree, yeah? And they were all different colours. And they all had different flavours. And then we tasted this fruit and this fruit was so sweet. Because, you know, fruit is sweet. Fruit is really, really sweet. So this fruit was sweet. It was beautiful. And you know the thing about fruit? It actually has natural sugar, did you know that fruit has natural sugar so this fruit was so sweet it was so beautiful it kind of just became addictive and God showed me that he wants us to be so sweet he wants us to be so full of flavor he wants us to be highly addictive (laughs) To everyone in the world around us he wants people to meet with us and to taste and see that god is so so good and so that was the picture that he showed me for our church and i don't know what your fruit is and i don't know what your color is and i don't know what your flavor is but i know together we could kind of make a really cool fruit salad yeah because we're all part of the body God loves us all radically. God has called each and every one of us to be world changers. He has called all of us to be sweet. He has called all of us to be juicy, yeah? (laughs) God is just calling us to greatness. 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 God doesn't have ordinary plans. They don't exist in the kingdom of heaven. They just don't. God doesn't have any ordinary plans. God does not have any plans that don't contain greatness. So let's be great together. Let's be a great mix. Let's be different flavours and different shapes and different sizes, but all just produce beauty on the tree together. Amen? And we're going to do that as we sit. We're going to do that as we believe truth. We're going to do that as we just sit with Daddy and we allow his reality to become our reality and his truth to become our truth. And as we just sit with him, we're going to know who we are and who he is. And when we know that... Nothing can stop us. And we know that we are just unstoppable for Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to pray. We just thank you, Father. We thank you that you are an amazing God. You are just such a good, good God. And we adore you, Father. We thank you for the truth that we are your sons and we are your daughters. You know, sometimes it's so hard to wrap our head around the fact that we are so radically loved by you. I love my children more than I ever thought I could love anyone. And you feel that about us and so much more, God. And I thank you that what's required of us for that love is nothing, that you love us completely, wholeheartedly, God, that we are your beloved, that you long to just embrace us, to love on us, God, to show us who we are, to show us how valuable we are, how precious we are, God how incredible we are and i thank you that the truth is that we are created to be world changers we are created to do as jesus has done and more father so we just receive that truth today god i just um We just remove all lies, Father, in Jesus' name. We reject them from our lives, God. We reject them from our minds and our thought patterns. And we pray that you would replace every lie with a truth in Jesus' name. We pray that every place where there is something that is untrue, that you would come and reveal your truth, God, that we just commit today. We just choose to make a decision today to just sit with you. To sit at your feet, Father, to spend time with Daddy, to allow your truth to rule and reign in our lives, God, to truly discover who we are and how great your love us is. So we adore you, God. We bless you. We thank you for today. I thank you for every person in this room, every life in this room, every child in this room, that they are so loved by you, God, so purposed by you, created by you, that you breathe the breath of life into them, that you ordain their life, Father, that you ordain their destiny, God, that no one person here is here by accident, Father, but they're here because they're loved by you, God. They are loved by you and purpose to flourish, purpose to thrive, God, purpose to change their world for you, God. So I thank you for every life that is so precious, God. We just adore you and we love you and we bless you. We're going to have a great day, God, as we just walk in our true identity, as we live out who we truly are, God, as we know that we're sons, as we know that we're daughters, God, as we know that you're our Father, our Heavenly Father, the Creator of heaven and earth. You're our Papa, God, that breathed life, God, that created everything that exists. You're our Dad. What an amazing Father to have. So we bless you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a cuppa.